City of Hope, named by U.S. News & World Report as one of the top cancer hospitals in the country for the 11th year, brings you City of Hope Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Cervical cancer is one of the more common cancers of the female reproductive system, and many cervical cancers are linked to an infection of the HPV human papilloma virus. My guest today is Dr. Ernest Hahn. He's a surgical oncologist at City of Hope, specializing in the treatment of gynecological cancers, and he is the foremost authority on cervical and ovarian cancers. Welcome to the show. Dr. Hahn, first tell us, what is cervical cancer and how common is it? Yeah, so, um, you know, cervical cancer is uh, <clears throat> it basically uh, in the worldwide probably one of the most um, common cancers that women will have. In the United States, though, it's not quite as prevalent. And, but still, you know, it is a very significant cause of lots of distress for physicians and the patients themselves. I have to say that uh, cervical cancer is, when you think about where it is, it's actually located at the mouth or the opening of the uterus, and uh, which is something that um, gynecologists and physicians like myself can see. And, and that's where, you know, you can use pap smears to screen patients. It's been a very effective means to, to screen uh, for cervical cancers and detect these early. So if a pap smear is what helps to... Det- to detect them early. What is the cause of cervical cancer? Are there many causes, Dr. Hahn, or just a few? Well, you know, the studies thus far seem to indicate that the human papillomavirus is probably the main cause of cervical cancer. have to say that probably over 90, 95% of cervical cancers are caused by this. Um, we haven't really made any associations with, like, uh, genetic causes or um, any specific other types of viruses or other things that, um, you know, have been clearly linked. But the HPV virus really is coming out as the dominant player uh, that's involved for cervical cancer. So if someone gets a test, you know, if you've been having your pap smears regularly and then your doctor checks for the HPV virus and you test negative, do you still get a pap smear every year? Do you wait and do it every three years or so? Yeah, you know, the guidelines for pap smear screening have really changed in the, probably the last five to ten years. Um, we have the, Our guidelines have been uh, constantly being adjusted uh, over this period of time. And then recently, about 2012 or so, there's been another major shift in pap smear screening. So, you know, we used to do pap smears once every year for patients, and there was not even an HPV test that we could even do. And over the last um, many years now, actually the last probably five, at least five, ten years, we've been really adding on uh, these extra tests with HPV um, testing in addition to the pap smear. In fact, there's been some thought about even getting away with not doing the pap smear but just doing an HPV virus test. But that's still somewhat controversial. So right now, really, um, you know, if a woman comes in and has a negative HPV and a pap smear test, and they presumably would be between the ages of 30 to 65, you know, they're going to be able to get another pap smear with another HPV test in five years. Um, Some physicians still elect to just do a pap smear without doing HPV testing, and then for that case, you know, you're going to be doing that every three years. 
So how long does it take cervical cancer to develop? Is this a quick-moving cancer if someone does have it? You know, generally, I would say that, no, it, you know, pap smears, and that's what's really great about pap smears because you can detect these precancerous changes early. Typically, cervical cancers are going to be things that devolve within 5 to 10 years and maybe even longer. These are not something that I would say that develops, you know, overnight. And, again, that's why pap smears are very effective. You know, unfortunately, as an oncologist, you know, we will see patients who have never had gone to their gynecologist or had a pap smear examination. And unfortunately, these women, if they haven't had exams over 5, 10 years, um, you see, unfortunately, these kinds of cancers in these patients, and they're unfortunately very advanced. Um, but this is not something, if a woman's been getting a pap smear on a routine basis, um, as, you know, per our guideline, um, you know, the chances that you're not, you're going to miss a cervix cancer is going to be very, very um, uncommon. Now, what about the symptoms? If someone does have some unusual symptoms, what would send them to see a doctor? Well, you know, with cervical cancers, it is kind of the mouth or opening to the uterus, and this is essentially in communication with the vaginal area. Very commonly, patients can develop bleeding or they can have discharge, sometimes even pain. Uh, sometimes these things occur uh, during um, having intercourse, and patients um, sometimes notice uh, some bleeding or spotting during intercourse. So there are generally symptoms that patients may see. Unfortunately, if it becomes very advanced, um, we will typically see sometimes changes to even the bowels, the bladder, but most commonly bleeding and discharge are very common symptoms. And how is it treated if you are diagnosed with cervical cancer? Well, you know, nowadays, again, you know, treatment, the treatment paradigm has really been changed um, in the recent years. Um, we went away from going to very aggressive surgical techniques to now maybe doing less aggressive surgical techniques. And we've gone from doing surgeries from an open type of procedures, now going to minimally invasive. Um, we've even talked about fertility sparing options for women as well. Uh, I can say, so depending on how early the cancer has been diagnosed, we'll really kind of tailor the treatment. So generally speaking, for more locally advanced cancers, typically those patients will actually undergo a combination of radiation with chemotherapy. And, and that's been shown to be pretty effective um, treatment for cervical cancer in more advanced stages. However, in early stages, uh, patients can often be candidates for surgery where you can remove the uh, tumor. And if uh, the patient happens to be a young woman who still desires to have ch children potentially, um, you can actually do fertility sparing options where you're just taking out the cancer with the margin around it and still be able to preserve the uterus, which is what holds the pregnancy in place. Um, and doing some special techniques to try to maintain that in place. Um, several centers across the country and even the world are doing these types of um, fertility-sparing treatments and, you know, having some reasonable pregnancy outcomes from that. Is there anything you can do to prevent cervical cancer? Yeah, so because of the HPV virus being very highly associated with this, um, you know, a lot of patients have come in and asked, um, well, how do you prevent getting HPV? Well, you know, right now, again, in, in the field of cervical cancer, vaccinations have become a really important part 
uh, I think, for you know, trying to prevent patients from getting cervical cancers. Now, have we been able to show that clearly in studies? Probably not for some time will we maybe see a shift in, in our cervical cancer um, incidence rates. But um, <clears throat> there's been a lot of studies to show that definitely you can um, reduce your exposure to HPV with these vaccinations, which are done in young women, um, before, potentially before exposure to the HPV virus itself. Um, I think we don't know if we have to do any additional boosters or other things right now, but at least, you know, a set of, um, a one-time set of injections, I think, is what is at least recommended at this point. Um, and so that's probably one of the main things that, you know, has come out as a very important piece to uh, preventing cervical cancers. But, well, it, I guess it'll yet to, uh, we'll yet to see, I think, in the future, uh, you know, how our cervical cancer rates, uh, see if there is any significant changes that occur with this. In just the last minute or so, Dr. Han, tell us what research for cervical cancer on the horizon is being done at City of Hope and give some hope to people that are worried about cervical cancer. Yeah, so, you know, we, we've we been very much uh, interested in uh, both surgical and therapeutic options. So, one of the major things that we've been looking at is uh, immunotherapy, and immunotherapy has become very, I think, an interesting area of um, research that has not been really explored very much, but newer drugs are now coming online for things for like melanoma and other types of cancers, and I think this is a, another unique opportunity where immunotherapies may be important. Um, in addition, um, surgical options have been you know, pretty much standard for a while, but you know, again, we are trying to go do less aggressive surgeries and maybe doing procedures that can try to reduce some of the potential side effects for patients. So, for example, we often take lymph nodes out in patients uh, to assess for the cancer spread. And there's been some shift now thinking that maybe we can do this more precisely with robotic surgery and special dyes that can actually detect what we call the sentinel lymph node in the patients and the lymph node areas, just like for breast cancer where patients have a sentinel lymph node biopsy to prevent what they call lymphedema to the, to the extremities. Similar things are being looked at also now for even um, pelvic cancers like cervical and uterine cancers. So this may be a way to try to reduce potential side effects such as lymphedema, other kind of quality of life issues, uh, with yet still getting pertinent information for patients uh, for their treatment. Thank you so much, Dr. Ernest Hahn. You're listening to City of Hope Radio. For more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Thank you.